Right, lovely people, welcome along to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. Now, this podcast is brought to you by 33 Fuel. 33 Fuel produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. We're talking energy bars, protein bars, chia seed, energy gels, greens powder, protein powder. Everything's plant-based, everything's gluten-free. Warren, James and Erica do a fantastic job. Really cool people, really invested in their products. They use them, I use them to some of my bimbles. So if you listen to this show, you're thinking about introducing some whole food, sports nutrition-based products for all of your endurance activities, for some snacks during the day, all that kind of jazz, then get over to 33Fuel and use the code MAT10 in the show notes. Great. Boom. Okay, so today's guest is a lovely lady called Jenny Rossborough. Now, Jenny is a registered nutritionist. She is a media spokesperson for a healthier food environment, and she's also the head of nutrition for Jamie Oliver. Oh, one of my heroes, lovely people. Okay, so I'll I'll try not to play too much of a fanboy and, and ask Jenny about Jamie, but anyway... I really hope you enjoy this show. We're going to get into uh, what Jenny thinks about in terms of uh, what a healthier food environment means. So, as always, thanks for listening. And without any further ado, please meet Jenny. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Cool. So, yeah, just let, let people know a little bit about what you're doing at the moment around your nutrition work and a little bit of your background, too, because obviously you're quite experienced in terms of public health nutrition and, um, you know, working for a, for a large company. So, yeah, it'd be great to hear a few things. Yeah. OK, so my current role is head of nutrition at Jamie Oliver, and that's really broad because we cover so many different areas of nutrition from the public health campaigning side of things to... Um, products so in retail settings, um, international restaurants, and obviously we have um, recipes online and in the books, um, TV shows. So um, the work at Jamie's is really, really broad. My experience, which led me into that role, was from Action on Sugar, a campaign that I came from previously, um, which was a charity looking to reduce um, sugar consumption at population level but also obesity levels, not just through sugar. Sugar was really the main kind of focus because it was the hook. But behind the scenes, a lot of the work was working on changing policy with government and working with the food industry to improve the nutrition of the foods um, they supply. Um, And a lot of that was through reformulation, which I can touch on. But previous to that, I was working at a program called MEND, which stood for Mind, Exercise, Nutrition, Do It. And that was a child weight management program. Um, and kind of a a family healthy lifestyle program so we wrote the resources um, and clinical programs and then we were trained health professionals to go and deliver those programs across different areas which started in the UK but then went as far as America, Canada, um, Australia so that was really about embedding behaviour change as well but I always felt with that that it was brilliant and really effective for families you could get through the door but also what about the families that you couldn't reach through those programs and sometimes our food environment is it makes it really really difficult for us with all the will in the world to eat a healthy diet so that's where the population level stuff comes in and really all all the policy change and and working with government to change public health 
There's, there's obviously quite a lot to unpack there, but I think if if we start with changing policy, mm. you know, people people hear about these kind of things, but obviously you've you've worked within that. Maybe yeah. give us a snapshot of, of what that's like, because obviously yeah. I'll link to your Instagram. You constantly put up photos of, you know, when you're you, when you're working with the government, when you're at some of these conferences, things like that. But how does yeah. it all go? Do you have to do you have to write to these people? Do you have to bang on doors? Like what happens? Yeah. All of it, all the campaigning tactics. Um, so it's really interesting, actually. It's good to talk about because like, sometimes I think the idea of policy change and people don't like the idea of being seen to be told what to do when it comes to what they eat or drink. And it's not really about that. What we're trying to help people understand is at the moment the food industry, the food and drink industry are really telling us what to consume. And there's this whole idea around free choice when it comes to what we, what we buy and what we eat. But our choices are always being really heavily influenced. So that's where the marketing tactics come in. So we know that the food on promotion um, and drinks on promotion are often the less healthy, the the products higher in fat, salt and sugar. Um, The product placement in supermarkets, end of aisle, food at checkouts. Um, We're in a, a food system problem really where the healthier stuff is less accessible and um, they don't really make as much profit on the healthier stuff as well so that's why we're constantly being driven towards the less healthy foods so where initially our food system was designed to make sure that we just all had enough food now we know that it's a lot of food that is high in fat salt and sugar so unless you can get the food industry to change some of those behaviors and practices which are essentially driving them profit um the food on the shelves won't change and therefore our nutrition won't change and our health won't. So the only real way to do that is to create a level playing field and you do that through legislation. So as an example, the good the good companies, the good food companies, they it's difficult for them to always put themselves out there and make these changes when the others aren't because they then might be at a loss for doing the right thing. So generally a lot of the good companies want the government to step in and create this level playing field. But the idea is not to restrict choice for people, but actually give it back and realise that, you know, we, we are being heavily influenced all the time with what we're consuming. Mm. And uh, can you can you give some examples of some of these good companies or organisations that you've worked with, uh, you know, along this journey so far? Yeah, so, I mean, there's always ones that are, are more responsible than others. And even, you know, with retailers, you have some that will stand out first and announce that they are going to take away the the high sugar fat foods and snack foods from from the checkouts or you'll get some that will lead the way with um reducing the, the amount of sugar in their drinks like their own brand drinks and reformulating um you'll get some who will have specific um guidelines around what they can and can't include in meal deals so you're always going to get some that are are better than others but haven't had a lot of conversation with different food industry they generally and it's it's understandable if they think that they're you know if they're going to reduce a portion slightly or reformulate a product they think next door aren't going to then that's obviously really off-putting they think they'll just lose their customer base so we need it to happen across the board and we saw that change really happen with salt reduction where because everyone did it together salt was gradually reduced in our food over time um by about 11 percent i think and um this is probably over about a 10-year period. 
and no one really noticed because everyone was doing it so our taste preferences changed mm. ultimately um and the way that that really worked was that the companies are being held accountable by um public campaigns really and the food standards agency at the time um now we've got something similar for for sugar mm. but um sugar reduction in food but it's not really been as successful so far because it's voluntary and so some companies again you can see the ones that are doing it and taking this seriously and and others aren't um compared to sugar reduction in food in drinks which is legislated and because we've got the sugar tax meaning that the manufacturers get charged for the any any drinks that they sell that have more than five percent sugar so because of that there's obviously a huge incentive for them to get their their drinks under less than five percent sugar and so where we've seen 2.9 percent reduction in sugar in across foods we've seen 29 percent reduction in sugar um across drinks so 10 times the amount and it's easier to take sugar out of drinks as well have to caveat with that it really is but i think that the legislation there obviously shows the the clear difference in how policies work mm. so there's a few roadblocks and then like you said unless everyone does it together and and then things change and then obviously us as consumers are just um drinking different things picking up different things because it's on mass you know we mm-hmm. might we, we might not not notice it but it's it's just more of the norm and it and, and it kind of develops okay yeah, so and with the formulation you don't you don't rely on consumers necessarily having to change their individual behaviors mm-hmm. um they just essentially by default have less sugar and salt over time um but one of the big issues that we come up against i think a lot is this idea of consumer demand and so the food industry are just responding to consumer demand um but and saying basically they're, they're putting on the shelves what consumers want but that's um all to do with them really setting our taste preferences um so we know that we we eat what we know and we know what we like and we like what's on the shelf so unless this cycle is is broken um yeah they, i think they will always say that they're responding to what people want but that's what we need to change so to get kind of consumers behind this and more aware so policy isn't necessarily happening at them but with them it's really helpful mm. and I think if you're listening to this it's that awareness of your environment like you said you go into these supermarkets or food outlets and things and you've got those hyper palatable foods in front of you that are cheap and then obviously yeah. people people aren't necessarily reaching that kind of palate fatigue that's a term yeah. I quite like to use so people move from you know uh, savory salty to sweet to yeah. kind of creamy and then and then um you know we're, we're all we're all consuming like a conglomerate of flavors and uh, and our brains just don't really know how to handle it yeah. so that's that's interesting that's the kind of practical individual side isn't it but then like you said yeah. you're looking at the legislation slide side and you're saying actually consumer demand isn't quite there but the but companies and big businesses yeah. are saying we need to keep churning this stuff out because that's what they want to buy but that's because we what we're used to yeah that's interesting yeah so you can kind of look at that from a from a kind of um bottom-up level really when you're starting to speak to some of these you know big food bosses and companies and things it's like that's that's quite a different perspective yeah and the way i approach it is if if you're a food provider then you have a responsibility to know how food in this country is impacting the health of people yeah because you are in a really privileged position where you can change this and you can have a massive impact um So I think trying to get food industry to be more responsible, but also the big thing is being getting government to really 
well, not understand, but admit um, their yeah. role in all of this, because I think as long as this idea of, you know, obesity is a result of people just making bad choices or lack of willpower or just not motivated or, you know, I hate the lazy word, but these are all kind of the misconceptions. And so food industry will say, well, we provide healthy food and unhealthy food and it's a choice and they can just go and choose, you know, choose. And that makes sense, like logically, but that's not what's happening. Like I said, all the tactics are being applied to get us to choose the high palatable, but also um, higher profit margin, (laughs) um, less healthy foods. Um, So we also are trying to change this whole narrative around what drives an unhealthy diet, remove that issue of individual blame and just say, because we know that social deprivation um, really impacts the that's linked to the food that we um, purchase and consume. So yeah, just trying to to make people really understand what are the drivers mm. of health and what we eat and nutrition versus just this idea of it's as simple as just making a healthy or unhealthy choice. Exactly, and I think obviously education is a key player, but then like you said, bolting on um, what's around uh, all mm. kinds of individuals' environments too. And yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's, some people are black and white, aren't they? Some people are like, well, you know, just get up, uh, move, move more, eat less. And then others are yeah. then obviously like, look, we need to educate these people. Yeah. And then, but you know, they're both interesting, interesting sides. But then like you said, we also need to address the environment and wake up to be like, look, if this is everywhere, especially yeah. as a young person trying to develop uh, relationships with food, you know, form our brains, eating to learn behavior. Yeah that's really that's really you know that's yeah. the mid that's the middle bit and that kind of links it all together and that's the thing it's not about removing um individual responsibility at all or yeah. taking or, or not engaging people in behavior change but it's the fact that in our environment it's hard to to make those healthier choices let's say and um, i use choice the word loosely a lot of the time because it's not as simple as kind of that that free choice um so we need to put people in the right environment to be able to do that. And also education is really, really important. But if we rely on it alone, we know it just widens the health inequality gap because some people will be able to take that you know, knowledge in and go and spend whatever they want on food and have the time to cook and all the rest of it, whereas other families just don't have that luxury. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, when it comes to education, it's so hard to eliminate bias, you know, individual bias. And, mm. and, that, and that's rife through... Yeah the nutrition industry and the fitness industry and as much as you know we all we, we all try to stand up and 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 look at this from from like a evidence-based point of view or yeah. trying to trying to take both sides as you know so many people especially people with big followings and yeah. and you know writing columns in newspapers and things they do they will lean they'll lean without realizing it and yeah and, and that and that's it too so okay yeah god you hear that so that. much but yeah <laughs> so if we dovetail into you know talk talking about um the the bite back 2030 campaign because obviously that mm. that that is um it's it's kind of uh moving forward the the conversations that we're yeah. having now into into actually kind of connecting is it just with young people around yeah. food environment how does it work well that's really relevant to i guess what we've just been speaking about so it's understanding that we've got all this policy stuff going on behind the scenes you've got your public facing campaign um you've got industry working groups to, to you know to change practices but what's missing is the real public involvement in this and it's always 
you know, when you're talking about food and nutrition and obesity levels and all of these things, it's, it's not straightforward. You have to be very careful about, you know, how we talk about all these things. They're sensitive issues. Um, but what's really missing is this public involvement and this youth movement. So what essentially what it's about is creating um, demand, going back to that consumer demand, just creating demand for a, a healthier food system, a healthier food environment, and not um, attacking food. Um, we know that there's a place for it all. It's not attacking food as such, and it's not you know, really focusing on children or young people who have obesity versus those that don't. Like, that isn't the point at all. Um, it's more just um, awakening them to what is really going on so the launch video was about marketing tactics just alerting people to alerting people to the marketing tactics um and now the newest campaign is about the influencers and how they promote and get paid to basically promote big fast food brands or products that they're probably not consuming themselves Mm. but because they get paid to do that and then obviously they're influencing a lot of people when they're thinking that that's kind of okay and the best way to eat and all the rest of it so really it's just a movement where we're getting driving kind of consumer awareness and and demand as well and and just asking for the food system to be changed because in the absence of legislation that's going to be what is going to get companies to change Mm. and i'll link to lovely people i'll link to the video that jenny's talking about and it's interesting because you're seeing a lot of these reactions of people when you know the kind of pin drops which is interesting and they're like oh wow I didn't realize that in that in my in my environment and then I think also you know challenge yourself when you're scrolling through the gram and you're following people because I don't know you you like what they do around health fitness etc you know take a step back and look at if they're doing a paid post because obviously you know these people use these platforms to earn a lot of money or you know money to live fair dues it might be their job but like you said you're we're seeing more of these food products drinks teas you know diet things all this kind of stuff and it's uh it's it's easy just to yes yeah 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 and i think like you said it comes back to a responsibility thing but at the end of the day it's a bit of escapism for us during the day to flick onto this stuff um so it is around isn't it and that's the thing we're not aware of how it impacts us a lot of the time as well that's the thing with marketing marketing very clever god yeah yeah 100 percent. it's like you know i've got some of my some of my favorite podcasts and and i find myself sometimes almost ordering some of the stuff from the sponsors i don't necessarily yeah. need it and you're like i listen to this daily so no yeah. wonder i'm going on to this website to pick up some like random coffee exactly. so that it's uh, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly okay so look we, we you know we've we've obviously heard a little bit about what what you have done in the past and um a little bit about this campaign so like moving forward into 2020 i know there's a lot of moving parts but what yeah. but what what are you uh, excited to work on in the next six months or so yeah well for me like i get uh, really excited about all the <laughs> sounds ridiculous excited and policy in the same sentence probably should not go but um <laughs> generally kind of changing some of the, the policy and the, the the ridiculous thing is the amount of time our government changes and obviously with the election coming up and everything yeah. else um, it, it sometimes puts you back to square one. It's really, really, really frustrating. But essentially, where we're at is we have public consultations on out on calorie menu labelling. So giving more nutrition advice and when we're eating out of the home as well, because we know that we're eating well nutrition advice, nutrition information, because we're eating out a lot. Um, 
There's one on marketing restrictions, so 9pm watershed to reduce exposure to children, and that's online and offline. Um, there's one on price promotion, so rebalancing price promotions. Um, mm. There's another one. It'll come to me in a minute. But anyway, so there's all of these old oh, energy drinks as well, restricting the sale of energy drinks that I'm seeing. So um, mm. that one has been agreed, but for the rest of them, we're waiting for outcomes. So they've gone through public consultation, and generally everyone will feed into that from the food industry, from um, public health bodies and organisations, general public can, and the government will take all of that information and then create a policy or legislation so that's ultimately what we're waiting for the outcome of a lot of these but it's obviously (laughs) don't really know where we stand with it all at the moment um as far as government goes but i think that we have the evidence base we've made the case the government are committed to things like the sugar tax so that's kind of really admitting there that that they know their role in it all so hopefully we'll see some of these come through Mm. yeah and i think if you're listening to this it's reflecting on you know your stance on uh, calorie labeling of of meals and things when you're out marketing restrictions around high fat high sugar salt-based foods price promotions around whole foods energy drinks are under 16 it's good to have you know a conversation about these things and um yeah it's it's interesting and it's good i think it's a good time of year to get you on as well oh she's gone lovely people right wait a sec we'll try and grab her gonna screw up your or can you edit that no no it's great now i don't edit everything it's, it's it's all fine i was like oh she's gone but right people uh jenny's back the the qu- a quick one jen before we wrap up that uh, you know I, I don't know how much you know around this but it'd be interesting to get your take on it um and i have conversations with clients like this weekly as well the conversation around um the 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 american food industry talking about chlorine washed chicken you know people having these these uh new opinions on 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 animal products and things because they're watching netflix documentaries they're worried about hormones all that kind of stuff yeah do you want to maybe let the listeners know a little bit about how you know the food system over here is is you know far more regulated than than across the pond and i think some of this is being blown out of proportion is is that the right thing to say yeah, definitely agree. I have conversations um, about this a lot. I think when it comes to animal products um, and veganism as, as one aspect of that, a lot of it is embedded in um, ethical beliefs. And so sometimes then we'll, we'll be looking specifically for the science to support those beliefs because we feel strongly about it ethically, which is great. But um, what is sometimes not communicated to the whole body of evidence and we know that having a plant-based diet um, which doesn't mean cutting out animal products so it doesn't mean no meat or dairy or eggs or whatever it just means predominantly plant-based we know that that's um, something in this country we do as a population need to move towards um, and that would be you know great for health and the environment but what it doesn't mean is that we shouldn't have any of those animal products at all um, and the conversation is, is really missed off it. This was kind of missing off like just how nutritional these, these products are. And in, in fact, um, UNICEF produced a report. It was a change in face of malnutrition and state of the world children. And that was that was last month. And in some countries, actually, they, they want the population to have more meat because they know that they need the nutrients from it. Um, so in the UK, we are... Yeah, as a population, so not necessarily individual level, because some might not, you know, might reduce those a lot already, but across the population, we do need to have less. 
um, and higher plant-based diet, but it doesn't mean that we have to cut it all out. And so when when these kind of very firm, extreme, uh, one-sided approaches and views come out, we, we need to challenge that. Mm, mm, definitely good what do you think that yeah no I, I agree i agree i think i think at the end of the day you know people people will read something or or take an opinion of someone and just go mm. right to the end of of the scale yeah you know yeah. so so they're like boom i'm going to stop eating you know load, loads of loads of starch and loads of processed foods and loads of alcohol and just eat you know loads yeah. of mediterranean fats or like you said they're going to go uh, plant-based and there's nothing i don't think there's anything wrong with a, a, a short a short-term exploration in changing some your, your dietary pattern and then usually yeah. you know people are then experimenting with more whole foods they're they're trying to cook things they're trying to you know pick up pick up new skills um mm. but then as you know people people don't necessarily uh they don't they don't they don't measure outcomes and they might just do things and be quite flippant with it whereas in their in their professional careers you know process is everything measuring data and outcomes is everything yeah. but then people are quite quick to change things in their health have no idea of their baseline um you know biomarkers or, or how well they feel and you know trying new products that might be um you know whatever uh f- fungi mushroom based or tofu yeah. based and it's just uh yeah, it's, it's just quite random. A lot of smart yeah. people doing a lot of random things with their bodies, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is random. And also, it's just trying to communicate as well, like some of these products aren't inherently healthier, even though you might find a vegan sausage roll in the healthier choices aisle in a supermarket, which drives me mad. It can be higher in salt. Um, mm. You know, and so you, the other part of that is obviously if... Oh, she might have gone again, lovely people. You there, Jenny? You still there? You're back. Yeah. Cool, carry on, carry on. You're still, we're still rolling. Uh, I'm not sure I got to, but yeah, I was just saying, with if, if we are kind of really restricting animal um, products in our diets and being aware what we're missing and, mm. you know, making sure we add in that in, because I, I guess the line is that it, it can be, like even a, a vegan diet can be healthy if it's well-planned. Um, which is true, but do we eat a well-planned diet? Mm. Every that's quite hard to mm. you know. Definitely, that's a whole other podcast as well to go through. You know, thinking about okay. things that we need to do as well. Hundred percent. You still there? Yeah. You just your face is frozen, but come here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Cool. Okay. Well, look, let let people know how they can keep in touch with you, and um, yeah, this is this has been a great conversation. It's good to introduce you to the show, and then you know we can hopefully talk next year as as well as some of these some of these things unfold, and we can check in about where things are with 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 all of that list around some of the policies and some of the kind of game changing um, amounts of work that you're doing. Yeah, see where the government's at and if any of those policies <laughs> came through. Yeah. Um, so I'm at Hello Health You on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but yeah, thanks. It was really good to have the chat. Cool. Great. All right, lovely people. I'll link to everything in the show notes um around the campaign that we talked about i'll link to jenny's instagram and look thanks so much for listening um obviously really enjoy bringing you this show definitely check out 33 fuel if you're into your sports nutrition they've got whole food based products all that kind of jazz and yeah have a great week